Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. Well, that's more to me than, than to you because I'm the one who kind of took a little of a bit of a siesta. Um, been away for a couple of weeks. So, uh, got a little bit of news. Came out with a brand new book. Kind of proud of it, if you don't mind me saying. Um, why and what? Well, let's deal with that. Uh, first off, this is FixTheNation.com. This is John A. Jensen. Um, been bringing it to you now for about five years, believe it or not. Almost had my anniversary. Um, Trump was the topic in the new book, or rather Trump's agenda, or some of the big buckets kind of being dumped on his lap and what I think he should do, could do, or will do, kind of all piled into one. Uh, The name of the book is called Reality USA, the unofficial, unabridged, unrequested blueprint and guide to a great American Trump presidency, as written by yours truly, John A. Jensen. Yes, you can get this. It is available in paperback right now on Amazon.com, so feel free. Um, Also, coming out on Inauguration Day, January 20th, um, will be the e-reader version. Um, I'm taking pre-orders now. So again, on Amazon.com, feel free. Um, It's a good read. Um, It's not too lengthy. It is not written for someone who's wonky in the weeds, dialed in on everything political. It's meant to cover about 15 different major topics and hit it from all angles and kind of give a a view. Um, Some of those topics, fiscal responsibility, um, the Constitution, things like foreign policy, immigration, national security, education, energy, criminal justice, um, tax reform, job creation, etc. It's a lot of what I think he's been talking about summed up in there, kind of coupled with what are some realities we have to face. And I am going to spend one split second. I'm going to read, I'm going to call it the intro in the book. Uh, This is kind of how I started off. It kind of sets the tone of the landscape. I think if you understand this, you'll understand kind of what you're about to get into. So bear with me for a quick minute or hiccup in time. Um, Again, this is from Reality USA. Um, by yours truly. America chose a different path in the election 2016 by siding with Donald J. Trump, an outsider, a, quote, never governed, end quote, person, someone from business and not a political background. Now the question is, what path should he take to govern and why? The following is my best effort for it would help what would help heal the many issues facing America today using a third-party platform concept, both structural design flaws, outdated policies, and cost imbalances. If we have a bold new leader, is it possible that we can remedy all these ills and put us on a track of prosperity once again? Only time will tell, but remember these things. He proposed a contract with America and putting America first. But will he follow it? He held a tough position on immigration. But 
but will he act on it? He talked big about the economy, but will he deliver on those words? He has Republican Senate and House, but can he lead them to legislate on his ideas? He's inheriting a $20 trillion national debt and imbalanced budgets, but can he fix that? He's stepping into Washington, D.C. swamp, but will, or can, he drain it? He ran a campaign on bombastic rhetoric, but will he govern with grace and stable leadership? He wants to make America great again, but can he restore our American dream? Once again, only time will tell. Enjoy the read, and then share with friends. Be sure to let me know how you feel and think once you have as a national dialogue is a huge part to crafting the right legislation. Using proper principles and realistic answers to our modern day burdens and issues. Goes on. Here's my wish and directive for a Trump contract with America. And list the 12. And then remember something critical about Trump's congressional situation. He is blessed with a GOP Senate and a GOP House representatives. Since 1928, that has not happened. Just FYI. He's quite, which is quite helpful to him in accomplishing his agenda. But some things we need to keep in mind. This doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants. That would take 60 votes in the Senate. This doesn't mean he should do whatever he wants as including the minority party, in this case Democrats, in the process is the healthy way American politics has always worked. This doesn't mean, this is number three, doesn't mean the GOP will even back him universally on all GOP issues, as there are different factions within and has different agendas, wants, needs to accomplish. Trump will need to channel every bit of his art-of-the-deal influence to get done all that he has talked about doing, both on domestic and foreign relation front. His biggest frustration, as he's an accomplished businessman who has been decisive and action-oriented to get things done, will be the pace, or in this case possibly the lack of, that Congress moves. He is used to deciding, acting, and complete in a time-sensitive fashion. Yet that is not how Congress thinks or acts, specifically the Senate, who moves at a snail's pace compared to what we do and expect. He will need to change that part of D.C. culture to enact swift, effective change for us all. What follows is a chapter-by-chapter breakdown of 15 core topics that Trump should address during his first term. The details might change, but the tone, topic, and needs will not. America has been on a leadershipless, leadershipless cruise control for way too long. It's time we actually jumpstart the active part of Washington, D.C. to actually do their jobs. Gridlock might be fine to stop bad things from happening, but it doesn't get anything done to take us forward. 
last tax reform, 1980s. Last criminal justice reform, 1990s. Last immigration reform, 1990s. Last entitlement reform, 1980s. The list could keep going, but I'll take it that you get my point. Time to make America great again. So let's get this reality party started. And that's the end of the intro. Gives you a little idea on kind of how I'm going to be approaching things as I go all the way through this. Um, Each of the chapters has a little bit of, I call them simple facts, but they're little bullet points of things we just can't get away from. These just are. They, you just cannot avoid. It's like the immovable object. You just cannot get away from it. No matter what you do, you can't make it go away. We have a $20 trillion debt. We need to own that and deal with it. There's no wishing, hoping that it goes away. We need to proactively put a program in place to deal with that etc. You can dis- you can differ all you want if you're an American with um, tax reform and the nuance inside the package. You cannot argue that tax reform shouldn't take place. Now you can argue which direction, who benefits, what type to do, blah blah blah, and that's part of the discussion, the dialogue, and quite honestly, the in- necess- need for inclusion. Um. I will say this. I'm a little taken back by a couple things off the cuff. One, Chuck Schumer. It seems like he's going to try and play what I'm going to call the the obstructionist card, I guess, out of the gate. He's going to want to stand you know, against what Trump wants done, or he's positioning himself. I'll be curious to see how effective that is or not. Um, how true he sticks that or not. Um, he's kind of in a box because in two years, of the 33 senators that come up for re-election, 24 of them are Democrats. So if they don't hold the fort down, so to speak, in a constructive way, I think the voters will take it out on him. And I'm not saying that he has to do exactly what Trump wants. That's that's not going to happen. But I do think that there's wide chunks of overlapping agreement. And I absolutely, and I think people need to remember this, Trump was a Democrat by actions before. Now, I'm not saying he is a wholehearted Democrat, but I also don't believe he's necessarily a wholehearted hearted conservative. I think it kind of depends on the topic and the tone. And if I read him right and from what I hear him say and do, I think there's a lot of compromise built into all of his positions. And I think that's that's a necessary piece. There's some things he's going to want to get done, but there's also the things he's willing to get up, give up to get people on board to get it done. You know, it goes back to, you know, you want to build a building. There's got to be a give and takes. Well, I'm not going under 100 stories, but I'm willing to give up this. Well, that's 
You got to play ball. And that's true for him, and it's true for the Democrats, it's true for the GOP. I think all of them need to, in their private moments, kind of make that list of what do I want and what can I live without? And there's a lot of room for negotiation in between. Um, I'll be very curious once inauguration hits, which again, January 20th, be very curious what he does out of the gate. Yeah, I think he rolls back some some regulations right away. I think he undoes some executive orders right away. I'm curious which ones those are. What takes on first blush? Like, does he repeal Obamacare first and then work on the repeat, re- replacement part? Does it happen simultaneously and there's a little bit of a delay in it? Does tax reform take first, you know, yeah, become the first issue that gets done. Don't know. What about immigration? Apply the laws, build the wall. By the way, let's reform the process piece. You know, again, this is in the book, but it's. See, I'll be very curious how his first 100 days plays out. I'll be very curious what he gets done in his department. And keep something else in mind. People do not understand the value of this and the style piece that he brings to the White House. If you think for one split second is going to get in the weeds at any of the departments and get down in the weeds and make decisions about it, you're absolutely out of your mind. He's bringing high-octane quality leaders, number one. He will empower them under his umbrella and with his agenda in mind to go down a path and lead. He will be the bully pulpit. He will be the delegator and the the scribe. He will be the one who sets the agenda tone and the energy and the push and the prod and the motivation and make bank on this. I predict that within two years, he will have already replaced someone who's in charge, who gets approved and is in charge of a department, a secretary of somebody. Remember, you heard it here first. Why? Because he's going to make his best choices on who he thinks will lead. He demands loyalty and he will give loyalty, but he also is absolutely predicated on those people doing their jobs really well. And if someone stumbles or fails, I'll be very curious to see how fast he replaces them. Very curious. Um, One of the things, I'm going to take a little sidestep thing. One of the pieces that we need to really talk about as a nation is health care. Now, is health care a right or a privilege? Is health what, at what level does someone's health care right end and the elective or the privilege piece start? Like, would you say that a hip replacement is a necessity or a, or a luxury? You know, with something like, you know, oh, pain, pain medication, you know, for you know, a terminal disease. Is that elective or is that 
a need. At what point does the cost take the take on more weight versus the benefit someone gains? You know, and no, we can't take human life and put a, a, a dollar sign figure on it. That's not my point. My point is we have a lot of very deep, intense conversations, decisions to make as a country. And again, it's in the book. It's you can't you can't just operate with the ability of we have a bottomless pit of money. We can't operate like we're a creditor nation anymore. We're a debtor nation. We have huge bills that we've run up. And we've run them up not over decades, but over generations. Baby boomers and the uh, the, uh, before the, the, greatest, uh, the greatest generation have benefited tremendously. And we all have in some way benefited over the recent time, last 20 or 30 years, in the overspending side of it. Well, it's time to pay the pop piper. And it sounds really easy to say it, but doing it's brutally difficult. It takes tough but compassionate decisions to get there. You know, and one of my simple facts of the book is it's going to take a very simple understanding. We all have to understand that 100% of us will need to give something up we already are getting or we will get in the future. We're going to have to give something up. There's no version where it happens any other way. There's no way you can stay this course and have it end any way but badly. And that's a fact. That's just, that just is what it is. Um, very proud, by the way, of the book, uh, Reality USA. Again, the unofficial, unabridged, unrequested blueprint and guide to a great American Trump presidency. Um, and for the record, I'm not on the Trump train. I wrote a book about the guy, and I'm still not like on the Trump train. There are a lot of things I disagree with in Trump. Easy example, infrastructure. He comes out and he says, I want to spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure. Now, that just smells like shovel-ready jobs under President Obama, which I was against, by the way. None of those shovel-ready jobs were shovel-ready. Infrastructure, to me, reeks of spending money to stimulate an economy outside the market forces, which I just drives me crazy. How are you going to pay for the trillion dollars in infrastructure? No one says it. No one figures it out. No one puts that little detail in there. And if you're going to take us from $20 trillion in debt and just jack it up, I don't understand that. Now, I'm willing to hear the, the details, but I'm completely unwilling just to let this country keep writing blank checks. Kids and their kids will have to cash or pay for, rather. That's not fair. It's not right. Do you realize that every single person born in America – starts their life right now with over $61,000 of individual debt if you take the national debt and just cut it up person to person. 61 plus thousand dollars of debt once you're born. Can you imagine if that actually got allocated out 
you'd never see the light of day. Born into it. And never, ever will benefit by that money because the money's already been spent on things that will no longer be of use. I jumped into a healthcare for a reason. The Congress started their uh, their new year, and the first thing out of the gate, do you remember this, was to uh, we're going to take the Independent Ethics Board and we're going to defund it, roll it back under our control, so they they can only report to us and they can't allow whistleblowers anymore. Um, okay, that kind of defeats the purpose of an independent ethics board if you take it under control of the people that it's actually evaluating. So Trump jumped in real quick, and they reversed their position, thankfully. It was a bonehead move. Yes, I call out even my own party, by the way, because I believe in you know things being fair, just, and right, as opposed to simply, you know, partisan. So what they do recently, healthcare-wise, they actually decided, Congress decided, that they would not take up negotiating on drugs for big pharma. Yep, took that off the table. Okay, I have a tip for you. You need to put it back on the table, guys. One, it's horrifically priced. It screams lobbyist. It's incredibly taxing to our healthcare system. And I don't care which party you're in. You need to rethink this. Democrat, Republicans both need to get back to the table and put this on the table and make it part of the healthcare conversation. And I'm pretty sure that Tom Price will. I think Donald Trump will. But again, this is what, and I'm going to say it, the establishments, and it's plural, need to get educated on. The way you've always done things no longer is acceptable. That was a big message in this election. Both sides of the party, by the way. Both sides, sorry, of the, of the aisle. They need to do what's right for the people and a lot less of what's normal in D.C., but you also need to get back to what D.C. used to be. Bipartisan. God, I miss that. I miss the fact that Democrats and Republicans used to work with each other to get things done. Yes, that meant give and take. I don't expect me to always get my way or someone who I disagree with always that they get their way. We both need to give things up. It's like a great baseball trade. If both teams don't like it, it's probably a good trade. Right? You want to give up that, that huge slugger and get that stud pitcher. And they both feel they gave up too much. But they both like who they got back. It's probably a good trade. Time will tell, obviously, but in the end game of end games. That's kind of that, how you have to do it. Marriage is a lot like that. It's give and take. It's how, it's how a healthy marriage works. 
if one person always gets their way, the other person's what, subservient? That's pretty pathetic and sad. Who would wish more for couples than that? Right? So that being said, Congress has a lot to do to get, get back on board. Um, the book is out, like I said, in paperback right now. Um, very proud of it. It's available on Amazon.com, Reality USA. Um, you can pre-order your ebook, I guess you want to call it that, your electronic version via Amazon as well. All right, that'll be coming out, being launched on January 20th, Inauguration Day. Um, be very curious on this first 100 days of the Trump. Uh, I'll call it the Trump's term. You want to call it that? Be very curious where this ride takes us. Um, I will say this. I think already people have a little bit of a spark in their eye or a, or a, or a bounce in their step. But there's the other side. There are people that are nervous and fearful. There are purpose, people who are upset. There's a lot of emotional turmoil right now. And I don't scoff at that. And I definitely don't, don't condemn it. One, I think people have a right to the freedom of speech and expression and to feel how they want to feel and say it. Even if they disagree with me, I'd always celebrate the fact they have the right to go, go say it. Number two, I, I think everyone needs to go through a healing process. I'm hoping that people will at least give the president-elect an opportunity to prove out for good or not. Everyone has the best of intentions going into the office. But governing is brutally hard because there's nothing that will make everyone happy. You can't govern that way. You have to govern by a set of fair, broad policies that are truly out to better the country. And in so doing, individuals will benefit by it. Be a Neanderthal and muscle it through. I will use Obamacare as an easy example. If you're just going to ignore everybody and take a couple hundred people to vote in legislation that commands a sixth of our economy in the dark of night before reading it, to me that's a violation of the process. I was brutally upset when that played out. And I wasn't upset that Obamacare happened. I was upset the process that was used to ram it down the throat of America. That's not how we do it. If they had taken a year, national dialogue, extensive detail, bipartisan give and take, crafted legislation, put it up for a vote, put it back to committee, gone through the whole process. We had been educated. We understood it. We bought into it. Instead of 75% of America hating the law that just passed, they'd probably end up with 75% liking the law that just passed. It might or might not be the same form. doesn't matter. The process they did was a brutally partisan, brute force, ideologically charged act against America is how it plays out. 
I got a tip for you. The reason I tell that story is not to bash Democrats, not at all. It to me is a moment in time that I don't ever want to have repeated, even by my own party. I do not want Trump with the GOP Senate, the GOP House, just simply to ram something through. That's not healthy for America's future, and we need to understand that, deal with it, and get back to bipartisanship. I know that sounds weak, but it's not. It's just simply how America's always worked and how we need to work, because it includes a lot more of that middle Main Street Americana, and we've been ignored for too long, and we have way too many issues to deal with. Get the book and read it. You'll understand. We have a lot of work to do. And time is against us if we don't use it wisely. So again, I am FixNation.com. I'm John A. Jensen. So there is the website. You can reach me at at FixTheNation, which is the Twitter feed. You can go to either iTunes or Stitcher and get downloads of every single radio show I've ever done in the archive, so feel free, have at it. Um, multiple books, Why Go Conservative, FixTheNation.com, One Grand Bargain. My latest, which I'm extremely proud of, is called Reality USA. And again, that is the unofficial, unabridged, unrequested blueprint guide to a great American Trump presidency. Thank you so much. God bless. Have a great night.